You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. the only, the uber-talented Marissa Martin joining me today. For all of you guys who do not know Marissa, she is one of the top of the top of the top hairdressers, hairstylists. I don't even know exactly what the term is, hair colorist in Nashville. And I have been blessed enough to go to you now for years. You have perfected my blonde. It's the greatest blonde ever. And you have so many celebrity clients that come to you, including Carrie Underwood, which is insane because she's like the quintessential blonde of all blondes. And yes. I mean, that's a big responsibility to be doing people like Carrie Underwood's hair. I mean, obviously my hair is a big deal too, but you know, but oh, you know, like Carrie Underwood, she's on all these award shows. Everyone's talking about everything she wears, she does, how she looks. I mean, which is hard enough as a celebrity to have all that pressure but is that pressure for you to have to have clients like that because I know you are you love it and you are amazing but like is there a pressure side to it also um yeah for sure first of all that was a very sweet intro thank you (laughs) um yeah I you know grew up listening to some of the people that I do their hair or watching them on tv and um Definitely the first time doing their hair is a little bit nerve wracking just because you feel like it's your one shot and you don't want to mess it up. But I think if I can just kind of disconnect maybe their fame or whoever they are, like they just got a head of hair like anyone else. So, yeah. So when you have a client come into your chair and I can only imagine that every different type of hair is different. Like every, like some people have curly hair, some people have thin, some people have thick. There's all different types of hair. 
So how do you navigate that? Because I feel like you can't just do the same formula to every person. Like you have to assess the situation. Oh, absolutely. And I think what's really hard too is one, everyone has their different likes and dislikes. Like the kind of blonde that you like may not be the same kind of blonde that the next blonde likes. And um, it's not only one, figuring out people's likes, but it's two, trying to keep up with the expectations of Pinterest and Instagram and social media. And um, it, there are a lot of different hair colors out there. I feel like when I grew up, you got one blonde or you got low lights. And now there are, you know, 10 different shades of blonde. And it's just, it's fun. It keeps me on my toes, but it definitely, I feel like my job is getting harder. People I, are getting smarter, so. I agree with that too, because people walk in with a picture and they're like, make me this picture. But then you actually make them that picture, but then it doesn't look the same on them. It doesn't, it's not really maybe the, the tone that matches their facial yeah. characters or whatever. And then all of a sudden this person's disappointed. So like, I've come to you before and been like, can you dye my hair red? I'm going through an emotional <laughs> crisis. I need to go red. Oh <laughs> and you're like, um, Caroline, we're going to wait. Two, I told, we had a conversation. We're like, okay, we're not going to do any dramatic hair changes. You're going to come back yes. two different times. And if you still want it, then maybe yes. we'll consider. You almost talked me into it, but <laughs> thankfully, like, I was like, okay, you can't have it this appointment. Maybe the next appointment. By the next appointment, you didn't even want the red anymore. <laughs> but that's hard too. You know, I get people, it's so fun. I can, uh, maybe it's not fun, but I can tell when something's going on in someone's life. So yes. someone may be coming in and they're like, I need all the blonde today. And I'm like, did you and Kevin break up? Do we need to talk about it? Because normally that stuff kind of relates or gosh, coming back from COVID. Oh my God. Everyone wanted some sort of a pick me up, you know, like life had people down. People didn't know what to expect. People are just sitting at home all day, every day. And I think that they're, the way that they looked on the outside definitely helped with um, maybe some like some things on the inside they were going through. Like if they just got their roots touched up or got that haircut or, you know, just had something change people, they just felt a little bit happier during this I mean, time, which was also cool about that's this job. That's how I felt during COVID. Like I felt like my roots had gotten crazy. I love getting eyelash extensions and I had let them go and like hadn't gotten Botox in forever. And not that anyone needs to get any of this stuff. But Absolutely. for me, that makes me feel like a pick-me-up. It makes me feel yes. like refreshed. And like when I got my hair done, I literally felt like a new person. Like I felt so alive and I felt more vibrant. And it does change your whole mood, which is crazy that it really can affect you so much. How does, how does that make you feel on the psychological side, knowing that you actually are impacting people's moods and lifestyle? I... I have two sides of it. I love it. It's at some point, there's a little bit of vainness, obviously, to what mm -hmm. I do, but there's also such a, how we look is so tied to our mental health, which is wild, but it is cool to see that like just at the end of freshening up someone and maybe it's the color that they've had forever, like there is such a lightness to them or I've had people cry in my chair just because they've never felt that pretty. Oh, and, like, really? Yes. Oh, that it's. It probably makes me cry every time they cry. So just that, because that happened, that's happened several times. People will literally look at themselves oh. and they can't believe it. 
Yes. Stand up. You know, you get a big hug. They like text me about it for the next couple of days. They're in their car taking a selfie immediately just because they just feel pretty. Um, you know, there are a lot of really awesome jobs out there, like being a nurse or being a doctor that's really rewarding. And I don't think I realized when I got into hair that that is something that I would experience. Um, yeah, it's really, really special. Dang. Yeah. That's amazing. And also, it is so true. I feel like when I'm sitting in your chair, I just want to tell you everything that's going on in my life. Like we, Because you were there for like three to four hours. And yeah. so it's like, well, I mean, not all the time, but sometimes it's like a lot of time. And yes, I feel like even though like you and I didn't start our relationship necessarily like as I got to know you first as a friend, I, you are one of my closest friends because you know everything about my life and I know everything about yours, like from your dating life. Like, oh my God, I love talking about who, <laughs> who, who you're dating and like looking at all the oh gosh. and I tell you everything about Sunny. And do you feel that too? That like truly people, it's like a truth chair when they sit down in your chair, they just spill yes. it. What do they say? It's like, um, therapists, hair stylists, and bartenders are like the jobs that people sit and they dive into their personal lives the most. I mean, I've heard the craziest stories. I've heard the happiest stories. I usually know about people's pregnancies before the world knows about them. One, normally because I'm like, hey, are we doing coffee? Do you want wine today? If they say no, and I know they always drink wine in my chair, my second answer, my second question is always like, so are we pregnant today? <laughs> Every time I figure out someone's pregnant before they post about it, I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, some people back to the rewarding part, it's really special because again, I could be touching up someone's hair, just the normal thing that we've always done, but someone dives into something that they're going in, in life. And because of, um, I think them getting to release it and get it off their chest and just talk about it and either have a listening ear or get advice or whatever the case may be like they leave and I'm not even done anything different, but they hug me and they thank me. And that's when I know, like at that point, it's not about the chair. It's just about the time or about the hair. It's like the time that they spent with me and getting to talk about something that maybe they can't talk about with anyone else. So that's really cool. So how do you handle being like a safe place secret keeper? And like, is that overwhelming for you to have all this like, personal, deep information that they're not sharing with anyone else? Like, how do you process all that? Okay. Do you do Enneagrams? Yes. I love it. I'm a four. What are you? You're a four? What's a four? Just the most emo, emotional world ever. I mean, like, just so lost in my feelings and romantic and the individualist. It's exhausting. I'm telling you. Okay. So I'm a two. So you're a helper. So I... I mean, didn't know that about myself before being like doing the Enneagram test, but I think that that's, I just have kind of like this vessel to take in people's stuff and I really like people and I really love hearing what's going on. I love being the listening ear. So I don't know. I think you can tell when it's genuine that someone really wants to like hear about your life and actually cares. And that's me. I really do care. So I would love to hear how you, how you do, how you process this because sometimes when I hear stuff and it like feels heavy or it's like a big issue in someone's life, like I like internalize it and I carry it. And sometimes I like 
can't get over it. What is your technique for loving that person, hearing what they have to say, like being a listening ear and offering loving wisdom, but then also releasing it so you don't carry it in your own life and burden yourself? Because that's really a trick that I feel like a lot of us need to learn is how can we be that listening ear and care, but then not like carry it in our on ourselves and, and weigh ourselves down so then we become not like a an effective person and not in, you know, and like just adding baggage to our life that isn't ours to carry. Yeah. I will say that there are probably some clients that I have that definitely unload a little bit more and may have like a little bit heavier of stuff going on. And um, I'm a spiritual person. So I always just sort of set myself up for those people and just try to navigate whatever it is they need that day. Like, is it just that they want me to listen? Is it that they sit down in my chair and want advice? Um, I will say now after COVID, I see less people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm there to like sit and absorb. It's different than hearing 10 different stories a day. Now I only hear four people's lives. And then a lot of the times I get home and immediately the first thing that I do is walk my dogs. And so I need like some release time, some downtime, some like not thinking about anyone else, some not talking to anybody else. So I feel That's like that great. is my time to like sit and process and, um, I don't know, just like delighten from the day. Yeah. I love it. It's kind of like a meditation. It's like, okay, you had your day and you sort of like Absolutely. release it all. That's awesome. So you're yeah. like, you have like a, a practice, even though maybe you, you intentionally did or didn't know you were doing that. And I think that's so key yeah. is to do, to have things like that in your day that, do give you those breaks from the world and do give you those moments to clear your head and to reset. Because if we never take a moment to stop and the whirlwind just continues and continues, then we never can release it. And then you just feel like you're kind of stuck in a tornado all the time. Absolutely. And I think I figured that out through, you know, living with significant others or having roommates. I would get home at the end of the day. And again, some days are really like, they're really fun. And then some days they're really, really heavy. And I think that the times when I got home and didn't want to talk to anybody and I closed my door and I ate dinner in my room, that's when I started to figure out, I've got to figure out something to um, not let my day carry into the night or carry into the next day. So yeah, I guess I kind of unintentionally getting dogs two years ago and having those walks and either putting on my headphones or just sitting silently and walking the whole time. Yeah, I think that's kind of like my time that I didn't know that I was doing on purpose. And you've become like a massive dog person. I remember when you got your dog, like you're kind of like, like I feel like, I feel like you were like super excited, but obviously there's anxiety with getting a new puppy. When you got your dog, like it was like massive love at first sight for you. Like you felt so hardcore. You became like that dog person. Well, that's, I feel like that happened with you and motherhood. It's like, you don't even know that this love exists. And then all of a sudden this thing happens in your life. And I mean, it was one of the most life changing things that I've ever gone through. Um, what did it now, teach you? How did it right, change your life? Um, one, I stopped going out as much cause I want to hang out with my dogs more than I do anybody else. <laughs> yes. Um, it just, it's responsibility and it's a schedule and it's, um, having a purpose other than just going to work every day. Like I'm getting up and going to work and then coming home. Like I have these things that I have to take care of and that I love. And 
I can't, I say it all the time. If I talk about them too long, I cry, which is wild, but I just did not even know that a love like this existed. And it's just different. It's, I'm sure you felt it was sunny. It's like people say you love your husband, but you really love your baby. Yes, yes, yes. And it's so true. And I think, um, something about like the innocence and just the unconditionalness of, of, I mean, it is like a puppy and a baby. I mean, it's obviously they're different, but like, it's that same pure love that is just so pure and so free and hasn't been affected yet by the world. And it's like, you are the one when you get this little baby that is giving it, it's, I mean, obviously every human has their own course and like you can't control what happens to every human or animal, but like you have the chance to really shape this little being's life and it's a huge responsibility and you just want to like preserve their innocence and keep them so safe and happy and the joy that a little puppy and a little baby can exude is Uh, it's because it's just so pure, you know? Well, and It almost gave me, I didn't even realize it. It gave me another reason to work. Like dogs don't need a lot, but at the same time, I have always wanted to live in like a high rise condo. I am way more city than I am um, country life, yard life. But seeing my dogs run around my front yard, the only thing I can think of is I want the biggest house with the biggest yard once I can adopt five more dogs two so that they can just run and run and run. And obviously you have to make money in order for those things to happen. But I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's something else to work for, to be able to provide for. And I love them. I just love them. So you are like self-made woman, which I find so inspiring and amazing. Like you are the kind of woman who figured out your career, which I want to know how you got into hair. And when you decided to do hair, you like didn't just decide to do it. You're like, I'm going to be the best at doing hair and I'm going to work so hard. And like you work so hard. You work, I mean, pre-COVID and I'm even during COVID hours, like it's like you work as much as a human can possibly work. And you're always cheerful. You're always happy. You always have this light energy about you, but you were like, focused and a mofo when it comes to getting your job done. You don't don't mess around. How did you get that focus and how did you get that determination to be the best? Because that's a big deal to be doing the kind of clientele that you do. I first and foremost, absolutely love what I do. I've always loved any and everything beauty and even I went to a college prep high school. And so around junior year, they started to be like, okay, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Because that's where you will apply for college. And it just wasn't even an option not to go to college. Both my parents were college graduates. Um, My sister was in college. And I just sat there and I kind of ran through all the different jobs that I could do. And I could not see myself in any of them. And then when you start to do those tests and you start to figure out where your likes and dislikes were. Mine was always everything beauty. And then in my head, I'm thinking, but how do I be a hairstylist and still go to college and be in a sorority and date frat guys and <laughs> do parties? Because I wanted that part of my life, but also I wanted to do hair. Um, my parents were really supportive and said, you can go to college as long as you want, as long as you pay for it. So okay. I came up with this high school plan 
that I was going to go through junior year. I was going to drop out my senior year. I was going to be in beauty school because I wanted to graduate the same time everybody else did. Um, in my head, if I graduated from college, then went to beauty school, I was a year behind everyone else making money. They would be living at home for a year and already finding a new hairdresser. And so it got to junior year and I told my parents, I was like, this is my last one. Like I still want to do it. During college, I had a sign-up sheet on my door for every sorority formal and date party. People signed up slots to come and like do their hair before the formals. Yeah, so were you like coloring or styling it? I was styling and then I gave haircuts to people, but I did not color. That was so a little... you were like hustling before you were even... Like you were like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to start now. Yeah. Even in high school, I was doing like prom makeup and um, hair and then in college, I think people just knew that that was my plan. I always talked about it. And so, honestly, I don't even know what anyone's hair looked like in high school. I mean, in college, like if I were to go back and see any of those pictures, I'd probably be mortified. But it was better than what other people could do. So they just, they signed up and they came and my junior year ended. And I actually went to the beauty school that my hairstylist daughter went to. She sort of paved the way, and I was like, okay, I really like where she went. I love her mom. Obviously, she's my hairstylist. And so I went to a Redken Beauty School. I think I probably regretted the whole time. It was everyone else's senior year. It was their senior football games and senior formal. And I was living at home with my parents and being like, why did I do this? But every day, I loved doing hair. So I was like, yeah. okay. Do you think so, you were worried about like, the, do you worry about the time clock like you did then? Like you do, do you worry about it now like you did then? Because I used to feel like there was a big timeline all the time. Like, you know, like you have to stay on this timeline. And by this point, you know, you need to be graduated from college. By this point, you need yes. to have, be like steady into your career. By this point, you need to be married. By this point, you need to have a kid. By this point, you need to do yeah. this. And it's like there was this invisible timeline that I felt like was always hovering around, which I don't feel – I mean, it's still, it pops up, but like, I don't feel it like I used to. Do you feel right. that you felt the pressure of a timeline when you were in college to like make stuff happen immediately? I think that the real world just hadn't set in yet. You know, like college is a little bit of a, of a fantasy time, you know, like my schedule every day was I'd go to class for two hours and then I'd go tanning and then I'd go to the gym and then I'd, you know, go and see a friend and I felt so busy and so you know, exhausted by the end of the college week. And I think I got into beauty school and I was stepping into the real world. And I was 21. I had left my boyfriend in college and I think I just missed, you know, living at my parents' house. And I was like, what am I doing? Why did I rush this? Why didn't I just do one more year? It ended up being one of the best decisions that I made though, because just like I had thought, you know, I graduated when everybody else did. And at that time, social media wasn't a huge thing. I was still posting some pictures, but you know, when people thought of how many hairstylists do you know, a lot of them only knew me. And so when I started working at a salon, all of these people from college started coming to me, all my friends and family. So I was really blessed that right off the bat, I got really busy. Um, I don't know that that would have happened if I had waited a year and just finished college. So at some point, my little high school plan ended up working.
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Do you believe in visualization and speaking things into reality? Because obviously you were talking about this for years and years and this was your plan and you started doing hair sign-up sheets before you were even in beauty school. And so like you had this focus and this plan and do you think that's a huge part of making your dreams come true? And then also, do you feel that where did this drive to work so hard? Because a lot of people work and they like, just kind of want to like have you know just make enough to get by but like you work to be the best like what what talk to me about that all that well you know that we love manifesting and visualizing and everything else so I think that yes now I know but I don't think then I knew what I was doing um I will even say working at my very first salon which I worked there for a year I had a guy client sit in my chair and I was probably a month or two into doing hair and he said, so what is like your long-term goal? Do you want to open up a salon? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I think one day I want to do celebrity hair, like entertainment hair. Like I think Carrie Underwood has someone who probably does her hair and her makeup. Stop. You actually said Carrie Underwood? I did because I don't know. I think she was a blonde. I really liked blondes. 
maybe I knew that she was like in Nashville. I'm not really sure why I chose her, but yeah, I said that. And I was like, you know, I know that she has someone. So I kind of want to do that for someone. I want to be their person who does their hair, their makeup, they travel. And the guy goes, well, Carrie is actually a friend of mine. And so is the person who does her hair and makeup. Um, and I totally see you fitting in at that salon. Like, I just don't picture you here. And I was like, well, one, that's really cool. But two, I'm a month or two into hair. So I can't make a switch. Like I need to stick this out. And I continued doing his hair for like eight months. And then the owner of my salon, Melissa, we ended up running into each other twice. And the second time after I ran into her and she just, I mean, you know, she's oh. such an Melissa, Melissa owns Parlor Three. She does Carrie Underwood. Yeah. She does her styling, her hair for not. She doesn't do her color, but she like does all the hair styles for the awards and everything, and all of her makeup. I mean, Melissa is the greatest human on earth. Yes, she is fantastic, and I feel like you meet her, and she just she you never she never meets a stranger. You instantly just become not even a friend. You just become part of her family, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I just totally got sucked into her and. Her salon is beautiful and just walking in there, the, the energy of that salon, I just, I really feel like in life, you know, when you know, in yeah. so many different areas. And like, I walked into that salon and I knew that that was my home. Um, what is so yeah. Like? What does that feeling of, you know, feel like? I think there is a piece. There is, um, I, I've had moments of, of you question, you've got doubts. You just, you know that something just, what if there's something better? What if there's something else? Even at my first salon, I really thought this isn't my forever, but I feel like this is the best. Mm -hmm. So I just, this is where I need to be. I don't even know that Parlor 3 was even on my radar. And I walked in, one, I met her, and two, I just walked in and the energy, I just knew that was where I was supposed to go, but it probably wasn't until I stood behind the chair and I just started working that even standing in that spot, I just felt like it was home. Like there, and I still feel this way, like there will be nowhere else that I will go. Um, and I've been standing in that same spot behind that same chair for, I'm a month away from it being six years. And I feel like time has flown. Like it just feels right. What have you learned being a hairstylist? What are some of the lessons? If you were to write a book, what would some of your bumper sticker bullet points be? Hmm. Especially with dealing with the clientele that you deal with, because you're dealing with like a lot of celebrity clientele. You're dealing with people who really, um, you're just dealing with people who their, their image, I mean, not that everyone's image doesn't matter, but like a lot of these image, people's images are in the public eye. So like, what have you learned yeah. from your job about people, about work ethic, about, I mean, anything. I, one, I will say about people, um, again, back to the whole kind of mental health or like how someone is feeling like their hair really does tie to that. Um, so I think one, it's about the people first. It's not about the hair. It's really diving into like, how is someone doing? Um, what is the hair that I'm about to give them going to do? You know, after breakups, post baby, post marriage, um, 
sometimes people want to make a drastic change and it's not necessarily because they want the change, but it's because they're trying to overcompensate for something else that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really try to like listen and dive in and feed off people's energies because you give someone bangs after a breakup and they're going to be pissed at you for the next year. <laughs> I have wanted to get banged so many times when I felt like I was in like an emotional state and you're always like, yes. yeah. you're like, let's, let's think about this. Let's yes. really think about this. Yes. And I, you know, it's also, you know, like maybe someone doesn't like their hair that day and then they come back and they're like, it actually wasn't about the hair. I didn't even tell you I've got this massive thing going on and I took it out on you. Mm-hmm. Like how many times did that happen in life when maybe someone isn't kind to you or someone is upset and like you haven't even seen them all day, but all day before that, you know, someone cut them off or, you know, someone did something in the grocery store. So one, I try not to take things too personally. Um, Two, I think also with not taking things personally is not being hard on yourself and being a hairstylist and trying to live up to today's expectations with filters, with a minute before and after of a transformation that took someone nine hours to complete when trying to keep up with the Jones next door, you know, like a hairstylist in another state posts something that's really awesome. And this longtime client of yours leaves just because they've seen that one picture and it looks, you know, like something that they've been dreaming of. And it's, it's, I get attached to people just as much as they get attached to me. And so sometimes that, you know, work personal life balance of not taking it personally when someone chooses to go a separate way. And, and that is, that is interesting. Like, how do you navigate that? Because you do become friends. Like, we, obviously, like we're talking, like you really share your soul to your hairdresser. And so yeah. when you have formed a relationship with someone and for whatever reason they leave, like, how do you process that? I, over the years, have learned to tell myself they could have left for a number of reasons. Either I got too expensive, I changed my schedule and it doesn't fit theirs anymore, um, Maybe they didn't like what I had to do. Maybe um, they moved and it's just too far of a drive. So normally I can tell if I've never heard from the person again, then I'll sort of like let those be the thing. This is that for any clients out there, if I see you out and you don't come say hi to me, I'm like, okay, then it's probably... (laughs) that you just didn't like your hair maybe you feel weird most of the time they will run up oh my gosh I miss you so much like I started a new job and I can't do during the day anymore and I'm like girl don't worry or whatever the case may be so at the end of the I just have to be okay that I know that I have given my best to someone and if my best wasn't enough which is totally fine um you know there are people who match with with you will find someone that you match with and luckily I've um, mentored a lot of assistants along the way who they know my tips and tricks, but they've also got my spins on things. So I also say that too, like if I'm not the perfect, you know, fit for you, then I've also got four other assistants that maybe their personality, maybe their spin on things, maybe their schedules, maybe they work on a Saturday. Maybe that's like what fits someone better. Um, cause I still love everyone who sits in my chair and I just want their hair to be taken care of and for them to feel great. So I've mentored a lot of great people who I at least know once you're in their hands, then like you're still in the best care also. 
That's big of you, though, talking about your list of reasoning for, like, letting people go and, like, when they leave or whatever, which I feel like is not frequent. But, like, obviously it does happen. And, you know, sometimes people just, like you said, they saw a Pinterest photo and they're like, I need hair like that. And they make a dramatic change or they just, like, feel like they need a U-turn in their life. And for whatever reason, if somebody leaves and it probably you want you probably take it a little personal but then you I, yeah. the way that you're explaining it like you're so much bigger and so much above this and i feel like that is probably a key to happiness because it is a it is a personal job but then it's also a business at the end of the day so it's like you have to walk that line yeah yeah and you know with every person that you know, may fall off and I get a new person in their place. Like, again, I love people. It's part of the reason why I love my job. And to get to hear someone else's story or someone else's take on life or to get a new person in your chair who's excited about their hair and they're excited to see what you have to give them. There's just this new energy that kind of comes with new people. Um, so yeah, it's a really special part of my job, just like the people connection that I get to make. And then it's in all different areas of life. You know, I've got clients in all different states and all different industries with all different backgrounds. So it, it's just, it's really cool. I love that you just said that. That is, that is such the perspective to have in life. Michael and I are watching Frozen all the time, time right now because Sunny is <laughs> starting to love the movie. And so like every morning we've been putting on Frozen and Sunny comes in and we just, she just loves it. And it's so fun because we have like family movie time. But Michael, in particular, has been talking about Olaf, the little snowman. And I don't know if you've seen Frozen yet. I hadn't seen it until... Okay, well, once the kids come into your life, it's like one of those movies you see all the time. But this little <laughs> snowman named Olaf, he always finds the positive in life. Even when things are bad, like he feels and he like notices what's bad, but he chooses to see the the happy side of life. And he chooses to see the curiosity side of life and the the side of life that is magical when both sides of life are existing. There's that side. And then there's also this, like all the other forces at work that are negative and could be depressing or pulling you down. But like, he just like lives in this happy, magical space. And when you said, I love to see the new people that come in because it brings a new energy. Like to me, that is like how Olaf lives. Like you're choosing instead of, Yes, I'm sure you can mourn a little bit the loss of some the loss of someone that you loved, but then also it's like you're so excited about the possibility of the new person coming in and what a way to live life because it keeps the magic going and it keeps your excitement and it keeps just that incredible energy going because it's a well, it's that's, a blessing to have a new yeah, person come in. One of, that's one of the best things about the job too, you know, like I love what I do and I stay educated and practiced on what I do, but I, I do, I mean, I guess it's a talent to be able to do the physical work, but then also have this um, conversation and be able to engage while doing it at the same time. And it's sort of a double whammy. One, I get to practice my skill, but two, I feel like I am an expert on wedding planning, an expert on giving birth, an expert (laughs) on building houses, an expert on how to put out, you know, a song on the Spotify, like I just really <laughs> soak in like all these different areas of people's lives and someone will be talking about something about giving birth. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally know what you're talking about. And I've never had kids. <laughs> I've had so many people sit in my chair and 
I'm fascinated by it. Like, I'm sure that I asked you about your birthing experience or how does it feel having a new baby? I mean, you have pumped sitting in my chair. So oh, I know all of so many times just sitting, <laughs> pumping away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I, it's fun. You know, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm not book smart. I'm book smart, but I'm like life smart mm -hmm. in so many ways that I didn't know about before doing hair. Um, someone will tell me about something and I'll probably go home. Maybe this is another part of my de-stressing for the day. Maybe someone told me about essential oils and I just will go home and that's what I'll do for two hours just to unload or building a house. And I will just sit there and unload for two hours and research. Like what are all the things that people are doing? And yeah, You're it's fun. It's, You're a curious person. So curious. Yes. I love that. I think that's what keeps you young, what keeps you engaged, what keeps the magic in your life is that curiosity. And that's awesome. That's probably, yeah, it's why one of the reasons why you thrive along with your talent is people love to be around you and you love people. Yes, love people. So another fun thing that I love is talking about dating with you because I've been out of the dating oh game for like a decade now. And I <laughs> always find it so fun to hear about all the new apps that you have going on and all the new, the cute guys. Like, oh my God, one time you, me and Gabby, like you had like these two new guys that you had just like met and we like stalked uh, their Instagrams. And I felt like I was a teenager. The Paul Walker lookalike. Oh my God. The Paul Walker lookalike. We're like, how do we, how do we get you on a date with this guy? And you're uh, like, oh my God, am I going to uh, date him? All my years of therapy are going down the drain. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, have, I have so much fun with you and like getting to live vicariously through your dating life. And I feel like you are such a good, um, navigator of dating because like you're did you just turn 30 like you're third or 29 you're 29 I'm almost 30 so you are so wise now you have this great career and I feel like you really know what you're looking for when it comes to dating so talk to me about dating um dating these days what is that like besides just me getting to live vicariously through you and loving it well when it's COVID so I feel like it's definitely a weird time to date um I don't know. I've always been in this mentality of I try not to overly seek it out. You know, what's meant to be, well, it will find you when it's time. Um, so I've never done like Tinder or Bumble or Hinge, but there is that fun app that we got on. Oh, my the God. Raya, Raya, whatever you call it. Oh, my it. God. It's the best. I like oh. It's so great. That was not around it's, when I was dating, but like, holy cow, that's the best. <laughs> right? And it's, it's, um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's, I feel like not a real dating app. It's definitely, you just get like these random people who are different, you know, entertainment industries or whatever kind of industries all over. And so you see these, you know, a model or an actor, these people who feel so unattainable. Like the Paul um, Walker so like he was like, is this person? Oh, we'll never get over him. We'll never get over him. <laughs> we'll never. He was so good looking. I know. Um, but yeah, I'm besides that, that one's just for fun. Yeah. But I I don't know. It's a weird time to date. You know, in the past, pre-COVID, I think most people felt like they would run into someone, you know, either at a bar, or you'd see them at a concert or maybe at a football game. And that just doesn't exist right now. And so I'm definitely taking a step back from it. I'm just enjoying what life has to offer. It's a really slow time in general. So I'm just spending this time working on me 
me and spending time with my dogs. Um, I don't know. For the people I feel like who are really seeking it out, they say Nashville is a really terrible place to date. Why? The, Why? the ratio of gorgeous, successful girls to gorgeous, successful guys is like 10 to 1. So way more girls than like guys? Way more girls than guys. Yeah, but I, this Nashville is just, there's a lot of pretty girls, a lot of like top boss women in their industries. Um, and I don't know, I feel like that can be really intimidating to guys. That's definitely something I've dealt with. Is, oh, yeah. How do Because you are a powerful boss woman. Like, how is that when yeah. you are in the dating field? Is that hard for guys to handle sometimes? I don't know if it's hard for them or maybe I make it up that it's hard for them. Because if I – I'm not going to lie. If I was a guy, I would be intimidated. Um, yeah. You know, I have a house at 25. I'm established in what I'm doing. I. Thank you. I will take that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I'm, this industry is one where you just, you have the ability to make really good money or to have like your, your face, your persona put out on social media and have that blow up. So I, I don't know. I'm working. Speaking of therapy, I'm working on it in therapy. I'm like, I don't know if that's something that I put on guys that I think that they're intimidated by it or maybe they just really are intimidated by it but yeah I want someone to come in I want someone to be a boss and what they do too I want to be able to share in successes not you know have to feel like I have to diminish mine because maybe theirs isn't going so well so I get that totally yeah. and I think that's totally legit and I think you've done so much work on yourself and <clears throat> you've worked so hard that you shouldn't you shouldn't have to settle on that because being married is a big commitment. So you might as well yeah. just make one, you know, you just have to find the right one. Yeah. And I think everything. It, and it's that when you know, you know, and I, I just haven't quite known yet. I've dated some really incredible people, but, um, you know, everyone deserves their person and I'll know when I find mine. You will. Yeah. Well, you will. And yeah. it's coming sooner than later. I feel it. I feel all the energy. Yeah. Fingers, <laughs> toes crossed, everything crossed. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'm going to wrap up. I absolutely love that we got you this podcast. I was in your yeah, chair just the other day. You gave me like the greatest blonde. We did some more blonde. It on my so page. good. Oh, my God. I had just felt like Elsa because I'm watching uh, Frozen all the time. Good. I just felt like Elsa with this blonde mane. I feel like I can sing like her now. And I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> it's the hair the hair did that it did the hair transformed my existence so i'm so appreciative and so when i was in your chair i was like can we do the podcast tonight and we like we're gonna try to whip it out and you're like so, so go with the flow you've worked all day and we're gonna try to do like an eight o'clock podcast but I'm so i know i worked too late and i was like i will not be my best if i have the weekend i will be my best so i'm so glad we got to have this conversation yeah, me and too. you're such a kind soul and spirit and i just love your energy and i love your talent and i'm grateful to be in your presence so I Thank you. always wrap up with leave your light. What do you want people to know? I want people to know that although I do make people beautiful on the outside, I want someone to know that when they sit in my chair, like I hope that they walk away and feel more beautiful on the inside and to not take too much 
stuck in what social media or Instagram or anything else tells us what is beautiful because everyone is so different and they have such beautiful things to share and to show. And yeah, I'm, I'm appreciative of everyone who gets to sit in my chair because I walk away and I'm also feel more grateful that I got to meet them too. So. Well, are you just like the sweetest human that ever lived on this earth? I mean, Marissa, that is so beautiful. It's kind. Oh, where does that kind heart come from? Where do you have that like just deep compassion for people? I don't know. I'm, I am very spiritual. So I just, I have to give it to God. I mean, God is just like my number one person and that's just what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to show love and give love. So I just hope that that shows. Oh, it does. And you're amazing. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for giving me awesome hair and making me feel so great. You are welcome. And you are such a gorgeous energy too. You are one of my favorite, favorite people to have in my chair. I always feel like I walk away and you never suck the life out of me. If anything, I feel like I gained so much from you. So thank you for being here. That's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're the sweetest person. Thanks. Love you dearly. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a great Love day. you too. You're Have welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.